The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool, I got the keys ready to come in here and come and music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play a little bit instead. Aquaman's a hero! What's better than number one looks like? I guarantee you blow the load like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic world. Assembled. Fantastic form assembled. We are here back again. <laughs> Long time no here, huh? Today, Indeed. Today is another special straight from the Corona concentration camp. Uh, we got the Horror Wednesday. We're going to be talking about the horror stuff we've been catching up on since we've had nothing but downtime. Which is now that I decided, Larry and Joe... <laughs> That I decided, you know, we decided basically that we should do a daily show, and now I have ti- I don't have time for anything. Like everything is pre-production, <laughs> post-production. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we got a good show for you today. It's you know the usual stuff. If you want to be a part of the of the pen, what do we call ourselves? Funnily. <laughs> Are you saying we're part of the pandemic? You want to be part yeah, of the pandemic? I don't think you got any choice on being part of the pandemic. You want to get infected by Fantastic Forum? All you got to do is give us a call at our usual things, and the ladies will tell you right now. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. But yeah, we have a good show. We uh, we were talking uh, upgrade, which I didn't understand as a horror thing, but you know, after watching it, you know, I I, I get it. And then making we made Larry watch it because you know, Larry's a, a weenie. And then I'm gonna give you. <laughs> we reviewed Mercy Number One. I'm sorry, say that again, Joe. And Brightburn would have been too much for him, or we would have made him watch that. Um, 
we uh, we reviewed Mercy number one, I think, about two weeks ago or a week ago. And I didn't get to read it, but I read it this morning. So I'm going to give you my take on that, on this horror Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> Joe's going to be giving you a little bit of a... Well, we're all going to give you our take on Goblin Slayer because we all watched it because we got nothing but time now. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna talk about Pet Cemetery, the remake, and yeah, we'll talk about I that. About it. You 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 saw it too, right, Joe? I saw it in theaters. Okay. I didn't get a chance to watch it today. No, I mean that movie's not worth watching twice. Uh, I mean, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, as usual, we'd like to thank Scott Rubin and the All Games family for letting us. Uh, hijack their airwaves five days a week. <laughs> what? And I, you know, I say letting, you know, that's sounds jokingly, but it, it's for real. I basically said that we're doing a show at 10 a.m. every day. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like when I asked Derek, he's like, oh, you were serious? I'm like, yeah, we got nothing but time. Like, you know, and he goes, all right. And, he, and I told him we're probably going to do two on Wednesdays. And he's like, yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, he's like, okay, you, you crazy bastards. Yeah. Uh, um, he goes, it's your pandemic. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> we're gonna get into. Uh, we might get to a little news. I don't know. We we have a pretty dense show, but we're also doing one tonight. So if you're tuning in in the morning, you've never heard us at night. It's a different show at night. Um, you know, our usual Wednesday show is a little longer. We we get a little looser. We don't keep it as tight as we do in the mornings because you know. In the mornings, we drink coffee with whiskey. At night, we drink whiskey with whiskey. And, uh, <laughs> and in between, I have whiskey, but weed, and Black Sabbath. Go ahead. The thing is, though, since we're in a pandemic and we can't even leave the house, we actually can drink whiskey with whiskey in the mornings now. Oh, yeah. I've been doing it the last oh. two shows. Uh, today, I didn't do it because... <laughs> I'm actually like all wired up right now. I I didn't have I just had a banana for breakfast and a one of those Zip Fizz vitamin supplements from Costco. And uh you know, I worked out all morning after I I did my pre-production and I cut it like I literally got out of the shower at 9:55. <laughs> like I was getting dressed while you guys mm-hmm. called me. And uh so yeah, a little bit into my inside my home life during this self-isolation, safer at home, whatever the fuck you're going to call it. Like, really, we're no, nobody's safe. Like, <laughs> don't, don't bullshit yourself. But anywho, since nobody is safe, let's get into this upgrade. Let's talk about upgrade. Larry, I know you, uh, you are a little bit squeamish when it comes to gore and... Like I mean, I'm a, I'm a lot squeamish when it comes to gore. We can say that. That's yeah. a, that, you know, I don't, I don't like it. Like, I don't like watching people suffer. I like action, and I don't mind seeing people, like, you know, I guess get, you know, shot or hacked to a degree, but, like, more in the action sense as opposed to, yeah. oh, let's see how terrible it could look. Like, not, you, more like Saw, not, like, Upgrade. And I mean, sorry, more like Jason Bourne, not like Saw. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely that. And even when, you know, like, there, there are moments even in, in a Bourne movie, because, you know, every now and then a Bourne movie might, like, Break. slow the action for a second yeah. to, like, emphasize. Like, I don't know if you remember which, which one is that. Is that the, 
the second one, which I don't remember, you know, all the Bourne movies have titles where it's like, I don't know which one is the supremacy identity or the conspiracy. I don't remember. They're all good. (laughs) (laughs) But but I can't keep them straight for the life of me. But you remember where um, he's in the fight with the guy from Treadstone, the other dude from Treadstone, and he like sticks him with a with a pen or a pencil. Yeah. And he takes a moment and pulls it out of his hand. And I'm like, oh, yeah. It's a cool move that he does in the action, but the guy, like, taking it out of his hand, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, come on. Like, that's the kind of stuff that gets me. And it's like, it's such a quick moment in a Bourne movie. Obviously, like you said, like, in a Saw movie, though, that's, like, the whole movie. Yeah. And not, it's also, Saw has a buildup, you know? Like, it's the, that's the, true too. the room's dirty. Like, not only are you getting hacked in this room, but... If you don't die from blood right. loss, you're going to die from flesh-eating bacteria because that, that implement yeah. was fucking rusty as fuck. Like, you can't WD-40 yeah, uh, the motherfucker? Like, yeah, it's... And then those needles, too. Like, being Ugh. hacked is one thing, but falling into a pit of needles is... Oh, that was the worst. I think that's I think that's what made me feel I can't do Saw anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I already have, a, like, a phobia of needles. And then this Me person too. crawling out of the needles and having to like pick them out of them, like I was just oh, like I said, I mean that's that's the whole movie, and 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 you know Saw's great because it has like a good story, which you can't say about a lot of a lot of like horror movies, in my opinion. Um, but uh, but I just I just can't do it, man. I just like it's like and and you like you said you know there's like a build up too, and that's the other part of like build up scares me more than the actual thing. Like that's why Blair Witch was so scary for me because like the whole movie's build up, like nothing happens, but the whole movie is that <laughs> moment before something happens, and I was like, I think I'm gonna cry. I think I'm gonna cry. <laughs> what that's funny. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I don't look, at, but you know, I was just like, man, I, I I can't do it, man. I just but downloaded upgrade. the the Blair Witch game on Game Pass. Oh no, man! So there, look, there was no. I saw the preview of that joint and turned it off. I haven't even seen the preview, but it's like it's only like forty megabytes or something. Like, no, it's not that big. So how scary could it be? Like, <laughs> okay. All right. Look, when you have nowhere to go because you're freaking self-isolated, yeah. you better hope Emily will, Emily will hold you. She will. <laughs> you better hope it's tight. She'll hold me down when I get possessed. <laughs> She'll hold you down when you get the meth? Is that what you said? Possessed. Oh, possessed. That makes more sense. Although with meth, <laughs> too, like. That could happen. <laughs> she hold me down when I get the meth. I was like, dang, that escalated quickly. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. man. So, Upgrade, man, what were your thoughts on Upgrade, Larry? Being that a, a suggestion of Joe, like, did, when you heard that, you're like, that doesn't sound, like, scary to me. Like, what was that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, and you know, I mean, in all fairness, it's not scary in the horror sense it it if anything it's kind of just scary in the like more in the sense like this could happen <laughs> like i think that's the scariest part of it where it's like yeah. you know one of those things where especially i know for myself someone who has the benefit of of 
you know, being interested and having access to people that actually know like AI. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like, yeah, you know, that that might not be necessarily quite as far off as uh as we might think. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like you would think that now with the advancements in AI and, and the stuff that we know about and the stuff that we don't know about, that they could find something to find a cure for this uh, COVID-19 stuff. But really, like from an AI perspective, the cure would be like, you know what? It costs too much to sustain this life. Let's just end it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's really, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like I know that... Um, and I think I've said this before where, you know, I know a lot of people in the field are like, you know, you, you, everybody in movies, we always talk about the the nefarious artificial intelligence and how it's like it just wants to wipe out humanity because, you know, it it just decides either like people are not as much trouble as they're worth or, you know, we attack it. So it holds a grudge and attacks us. And, you know, a lot of leaders are like, you know, that's just not how it works. You know, because they're just like, you know, we're putting, we're, we're projecting ourselves onto the, the artificial intelligence. So it's like, that's, that's how people work. People hold grudges. AI doesn't hold grudges. What they say is like, it's much more likely that the AI will just ignore us and uh, go about its business. And inadvertently, we just have to hope that its goals align with ours, because if they don't, it you know we might just like get inadvertently caught up in whatever scheme, and I can't even call it a scheme. Whatever plan yeah. <laughs> that they have for whatever themselves, algorithm. and it just turns out right. It's like you know you 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 walk it, you decide okay tomorrow I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go mow my lawn, and you know you're just maintaining maintaining your lawn. It's like you're not even thinking about the ant colonies that live in that lawn and for them it's a natural disaster you know they're like my god i don't know what happened but this giant machine came out the sky <laughs> and destroyed our homes and now like our population's cut in half because it just like you know it was it was crazy it was an apocalypse and you know for you it was just garden maintenance right yeah. <laughs> that's that's the ai the ai is going to maintain their garden and we're going to be like, I don't know why they hate us. <laughs> yeah. And that's the scary part. That It's not even hate. Like, we're just insignificant. Right. Exactly. And that's the scary part. And but that's how, Upgrade was cool. And that's how I was with Upgrade, because it's like, I still don't get how this is horror. I mean, I, I get the aesthetic, some of the aesthetic, like the lighting and everything, because Lee Wynell, the, the writer and director, is from a horror background. And mm -hmm. I know when he, either him or James Wan do something, they do give the, uh, like, from their experience in horror, they kind of add the, a lot of the ambiance and they make sure the environments look a certain way. Like, even if they're not a, a scary environment, but if you want something to look dirty, it doesn't mm -hmm. just look dirty, but it looks like, oh, like, I could get hurt here, you know? Right. And whether it's, you know, the VR room, the, the bar... And then b even going to, like, the rich guy's house, like, it still looks like, you know, it could have just been a plain old mansion with some tech in it. But, no, it was a place where it's, like, you can go around a corner and it's still kind of, it's almost like a maze. Like, it kind of looks the same. 
So it's a little oh, disorienting. Yeah. It's disorienting and cost effective because they could just change the angle of the camera and <laughs> be in a different room. But you know, right, that, right. that's a whole technical issue. But and uh, but then I was thinking like, well, you know, it, it's really more about the the AI, like if the AI decides to take over. But then it seems like he's working with them, and then slowly and slowly you start. It, it has like three twists in it. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And then the fourth one that's like that's scary as fuck yeah but yeah and it, it's it's wild because like even the, you know going back to what you were just saying about the the way they set things up like even the entrance to the guy's mansion is kind of like you know kind of has like a weird kind of uh yeah like they're gonna have um, an old cowboy from there <laughs> <laughs> it, i was gonna say it has almost like a a celtic like uh what are those uh, like a like a, a runestone or, or was it the like the the like a druid kind yeah, of vibe to it type arch yeah yeah like you know like you're descending into something yeah you know but I, you know I'm sorry we didn't even tell the people like what the movie's about like I don't know do you want to tell them what it's about Jay okay so upgrade is about a man. Uh, and his wife, they get attacked. Uh, the wife is killed, and the man is paralyzed. And uh, he recently met with this rich guy, this tech guy, who says he can offer him an implant that will make it so that he can walk again. And the implant has an AI in it, which talks to him. And so when the guys that killed his wife come after him again, uh, the AI says that he can... Uh, help him fight like by taking over his body uh, he can help him fight off the people trying to kill him and so after that him and the ai team up to try and get all the people that were responsible for killing his wife yeah yeah that's pretty much it i you either of you know the name of the main actor uh, gray something or other. That was his name in the. That was the main. That was the character's name, right? Oh, the main actor is a. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, I was gonna call him the poor man's Tom Hardy. But yeah, no, but, you could do that. You know, he's way more handsome than I can ever dream of being, and he's got a better <laughs> job than I do right now at the moment. So he can tell me to go fuck myself for saying that because <laughs> he did a good job and i would have rather seen him as <laughs> as venom <laughs> you know dude it's it's crazy because i really do feel like you got to give that guy a lot of props because the like the way that he maintains like the whole like ai body moving thing is really wild like you know i mean i know that there's some scenes that are like more likely than not, like some sort of visual effects that you know, especially like in like some of the fighting and things like that. But there's some other scenes that are literally just him like walking across the room and stuff. And I'm like, man, that looks so unnatural. Like just the way that he's like, he's not moving like a normal person. He's moving like a person that has a a like machine helping him move. And I'm like, man, how long did it take him to learn to do that? Like, it's like, you know, because it's almost like it's really interesting because it's it's almost like the isolation type moves that that 
B-boys and B-girls do when they're breakdancing, but he's not dancing. He's just moving through the world. And I'm just like, man, like, that's weird because it's, like, just the way he, like, the way he moves his shoulders. And even, like, when he's walking, like, the way his legs move, they don't move like a normal person's legs. Right. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, that that was, like, honestly added a little bit of a creep factor throughout the whole thing, too. <laughs> yeah, because it was like he was really not in control of his body. <laughs> right. It's weird. Right. Um, his name is Logan Marshall Green, and he was one of the dudes that was Shocker in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, he was the second Shocker. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was good. He was real good. Like, that that guy should definitely do more stuff. He Maybe they'll keep him as Shocker. <laughs> and you mentioned Venom before, Mo, but this was a much better Venom movie. Than the Venom we got. Yeah, and because, you know, Venom was a little weird. Like, I think this was the happy medium in awesomeness between uh, Parasite and Parasite the Maxim and Venom. You know what I mean? Like, it had. Mm-hmm. The, you said Parasite the what? The Maxim. No? Parasite the Maxim? Oh, you kind of cut out again. I'm sorry, Mel. Say it again. Parasite the Maxim. Am I cutting out? Is that what's going on? Oh, yeah. We, lo- we lost you for a hot second, but you're uh, back. Okay, yeah. It's Parasite the Maxim. Parasite the Maxim. What, what you does know that what, mean? Man, Larry, you know what it is. Parasite the Maxim is an anime about aliens. Uh, they come and they take over people's bodies. They cut off the head and like take the place of the head but the protagonist uh, wasn't able to take over his head it only took over his arm and so they end up fighting uh, other people that have been completely taken over oh man I'm sorry I forgot about that <laughs> But yeah. for next horror Wednesday you're watching Parasite the Maxim yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, uh, like, okay. No, that works for me. I was just to finish it by next Wednesday. Finish what the whole series or? Yes. Oh, geez. you're watching the entire Parasite the Maxim. You've got nothing else to do now that you're isolated. Oh no, man! I got I got stuff to do, man. Look, look. Keep in mind, like I w- I was working from home before. Before this whole started, the whole thing started. It's like, I look, but I'll I'll try, I'll get I'll get as far as I can. Oh, that looks crazy. Is that what that is? I'm looking in the chat. Yeah. Burr put, put. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. No, man. You know, I don't, I don't. Have I ever seen that? Have we talked about that? Yeah. We talked about it so many times. Yeah. Oh, almost geez. every so- time. Almost every time we talk about Venom, we talk about it, and then I even posted a side by side on Instagram, and you like laughed at oh, it. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. Been talking about Parasite the Maxim before Parasite the Maxim existed, because it's really? based on the monster Parasite, 
which I've reviewed a bunch of times. When like whenever we talk about horror manga, I bring up Parasite. Yeah. Did I did I not read it? No, you didn't. No, you refused okay. to actually. I refused to. I was like, it's too scary. But yeah. I don't remember if you refused, but I'm sure I did. Definitely like I was the only one. <laughs> Got it. I, I always... was the only one that I always say that Larry refuses because he just forgets to do it. So he just like doesn't do it. <laughs> well, like when we tell him something or something like that. Yeah, sometimes I get, sometimes I do forget. Sometimes I get busy. But you know, like that's that's the uh, the benefit of the Daily Show, where it's like it's hard to forget when it's like a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that looks crazy. But Jesus yeah. Christ. What I was saying was, uh, yeah, Upgrade is, like, in between the two, like, it meshes some of the cool things and d- does them better than Venom, for sure. I haven't seen enough of Parasite to actually, like, make that <laughs> statement, but uh, uh, Parasite has an interesting thing because the alien that takes over the main character has a slightly different personality than all the other ones, like, is, am I correct in that, Joe? Where he's more a little more sentient and not as hungry and not as yeah yeah. So it, it becomes kind because of... only arm, he's less parasite because of it. Yeah, and and they do some creative things with the power too, like the way he fights and all that. Which I wish Venom would have done, but I, I, I honestly I wish Venom would have done a lot of things. I, I'm not even gonna like try to make it like, you know, oh I, Venom would have been better at this because there's a lot that Venom would have been done that did better. Yeah, it made a bunch of fucking money, but where's your money now, motherfuckers? What are you gonna do with that f- money, fucking money now? It's worthless. Ten dollars for a roll of toilet hey, paper. Oh, uh, like why is the money worthless? What happened? But, <laughs> but I hear you. Ten dollars for a roll of toilet paper, man. It's like they could Is buy that how much toilet paper costs now? On the street, yeah. No, jeez, black market. Yeah, they still can't. You still can't find it. They gotta chop more trees down. But yeah. Well, no, some people are giving it away. But you gotta find them. And rob them. It's a quest. It's a quest. But yeah, but Larry, what like the upgrade scenes of gore? Like, how did you feel with those? Because I, I know like. Personally, I was like, oh, Larry's not going to like this. I mean, there was definitely some scenes that um, weren't, you know, like, weren't really my bag. Um, <laughs> but generally speaking, like, I will say that I, I it was, it was, it's almost, it, it's, it definitely goes a little bit further in the gore department, but it mostly feels like an action movie and so it's kind of like but then there are moments where it's like you know like um you know obviously like the the first the first kill with the knife i was just like oh like that was not a good time for me (laughs) but it wasn't like it happened it wasn't like we stayed in that moment you know what i mean it happens and then we keep it moving and it's like okay you know and then there are other moments that actually kind of happen off screen that I'm like, oh, if that if I had to watch that, it would be I couldn't deal with it. But 
again though, because it was happening off screen, I was kind of like anticipating the reveal, and that's the the part that kind of gets me because what whatever I'm imagining is always worse than what actually happens, but it doesn't stop me from imagining. So, um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think because of the pacing of it, I was able to handle it. But, you know, but even scenes, like I said, it's like more, a lot of it is just about like, I'm not really taking a lot of, like, it's not entertaining for me to watch like people suffer and stuff. And so like, even in the beginning, which, you know, it's not even gory, but just like having to watch that guy, you know, watch his, his wife die. I'm just like, oh, this, this is actually like, you know, I felt for him and, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't happy. I know it was a movie and they're not real people, but you know, he pulled like he pulled me into it, you know. Yeah. Like and so him, him just, like, just oh. saying, him just saying, I can't get to you was like heartbreaking. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm just like, man. So you know, but I again, like I think I think the main thing is is the pacing of it, which is what is the saving grace for me. Um, you know, I feel like. Obviously, you have like the the quote unquote torture porn or whatnot, and you know they kind of revel in those moments where things are like you know, like the 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 angst and the suffering of people, and you know, that's the stuff that is really hard for me to watch. So, but yeah, but this doesn't do that. Like I said, it's kind of it. It definitely goes a little bit over the top, and there are you know there's some moments here and there, but I, it doesn't it doesn't linger. I think that's the best way to say it, it doesn't linger. Now, Liz, so overall, what would you rate it? You think? Uh, I liked it a lot, honestly. Like I thought, like you know, not like not only. Um, not only was it like a cool story and a lot I, like I really enjoyed the execution of everything um I liked the the near future kind of setting um yeah I like I liked it a lot like I would totally I mean yeah I, I would watch a movie set in that world another movie set in that world I, I'd give it four and a half out of five What about you, Mo? Yeah, I would probably give it a four, four and a half as well. I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I wanted to see when it came out, but I didn't get to. And, uh, you know, Oz reviewed it, and I still wanted to see it, but then I didn't get to. And then now the world is dying, and I finally get to. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> and, you know, because th- I, I tried watching other things that that I'd seen. <laughs> It's just the way you said it. The, the world is dying, so I have time to watch it. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, what if laughter is the cure for the COVID? You know? Like, I believe it. I believe it. Because <laughs> it's like, you got to laugh. You got to exercise those lungs. You know what I mean? Loosen up that yeah. stone mucus. Um, Jesus. But, yeah. So, I, I no, there's other movies that I tried to watch. Series that I tried to watch while we're locked in the house and 
I'm like, ah, I'm not going to spend my time watching this. Like, I tried watching the second Iron Sky movie, and it was just terrible. What is Iron Sky? It's about space Nazis from the movie. Oh, okay. I never saw the first one, but the second one, Emily saw the second one. I was like, hey, this looks, the design looks kind of cool. The logo looks cool. Let's check it out. She put it on, and then I'm like, oh, this is weird. Like, it's like a a horror action comedy, but it's just really, it's like a modern B-movie, you know? But, Mm -hmm. you know, everything now because of technology, like, you can make things look good, and part of the fun of watching, you know, action comedy horror movies that are B-movies, part of it was how corny, like, the sets look, the weapon, you know? Like, it was a Mm -hmm. fun experience all around, but now I'm like, Half my brain's trying to respect this thing as a piece of cinema. Mm. Cinema. And then the other half is like, man, I could be beating off into a tree right now instead of watching. Into a tree? Yeah. You know, Weinstein it. Oh, uh, my God. But, you know, you got to keep you got to keep entertained during this safer at home shit, man. I may be safer at home, but the tree's not. But, yeah, uh. So yeah, th- this is definitely one of those movies that I'm, I'm thankful I, I I had the time to watch it finally. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was good. It was good. I, and also too, I think the um the performance um of uh, uh oh man, I can't remember the name of the thing. Logan Marshall Green. Oh, STEM. STEM, right? The performance of STEM too. Like, I mean. It's like one of those things where I'm sure it's it's easy to overlook, but I think that that's because of how good it is. Like it it feels as if it really is like, you know, like Alexa or Siri, you know. Yeah. But but that's a real person. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I don't change my well I don't use Alexa at all, but I don't change my Siri to a guy's voice because it's more menacing. <laughs> Listen, okay. Hey, look, you can believe that if you want to. But it's I'm like... already naturally afraid of women. Like, they're going to kill me in <laughs> sleep or whatever, you know? So uh, I'm okay with Siri like that. But, yeah, uh, Nux Sonic in chat says, uh, Earth is just doing spring cleaning, and we're the clutter. Yeah, we're the virus. We're oh, the no. I've always maintained that, Larry. You're my well. You probably don't even remember when I told you that. No, I, I think I do actually. Yeah. yeah, but that's the twist. Coronavirus is people. Uh, Bert says male AIs are evil. Female AIs are good. See, if Bert says that, you know it's true, because he always says I do pretty good on the show. Um, <laughs> is that why? Yeah, but uh, what would you? What would you two rate it? Oh, no, no, you said you yeah, said four, four, right? Four and a half. Or four, yeah. four and a half. What about you, uh, Jay? I think I rated it a four when we first talked about it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. Like it was good. Uh, D- yeah. DC Nate put a picture of Data, and he goes, "But he's a good boy." <laughs> That's true. Um. Yeah, and you know, talking about me being afraid of women, I caught up in Red Mercy uh, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up around six. Real quick, 
Yeah. Before we before we jump into Mercy, real quick, I heard that uh, Data's brother is going to be in Picard or was in Picard. I mean, yeah, you should watch it. I mean, I'm not a f- fan of his brother, but <laughs> it's interesting that they brought him up. Well, yeah, no, dude. The story for Picard is amazing. You should mess with it. You can watch it for free now. It, it. I did see that they, they uh, did say that it is for Picard specifically, but it's like, you know, that it's one of the best shows on CBS All Access. So you should mess with it. Um, if it's actually free, maybe I will. It, it's I don't free. Think it Patrick Stewart gave it to you. You you don't trust Picard? No, it says I have to start a seven-day free trial in order to watch it. Put put in gift. There's no place to put in gift on my Amazon app. Yeah, no, you got to download the individual app. Fuck that noise. What? what? He's like, free my, <laughs> free my ass. <laughs> it's like, if I got to download the free app, that's not free. What? What, what is he talking about? It's okay, Jay. We'll get, we'll get you. We'll get you situated. Like, we are in Nazi Germany. <laughs> uh, okay, but you read Mercy. Yeah. So I read Mercy and... Um, First of all, the art is amazing. It's beautiful. Like, just the environments, the textures, the people, the perspectives, the architecture, the the little squid thing that, like, it lo- it's halfway between, like, squid and intestine thing that's coming out. It just looks so slimy and, and vivid, like, it could get me, you know? And which mm-hmm. w- that already, like, I love that. I love that, like, little body horror thing that they do with it. And... I love, I love the Lovecraftian aspect of it, which made me realize that, you know, it's been promoted as gothic horror, but, you know, gothic horror I usually end up liking more in movies, when they're done really well. In comics, you, you know, it works pretty well in comics, but only certain writers and artists combined can pull it off. And with this, she pulls it off, but she does it in her art style, which is super like smooth clean and beautiful so it just adds a whole other aspect to gothic horror and print for me and yeah the story itself i mean we talked about it is last week so you gotta listen to that i'm not gonna get into the story but in my my experience reading it it's i I remember you guys talking about the dudes in the bed and not knowing what you guys were talking about and then yeah that was weird but it worked out and (laughs) story wise they uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they the they did a lot like I felt like they kind of didn't tell me enough of what I wanted to know but gave me in a lot of what I need to know to move forward you know what I mean like the characters and mm-hmm. it's like okay I was just enjoying the characters uh, you know I didn't get enough of the horror part of it in here but you know it's the first issue and I, I, what is it a maxi series or miniseries uh, 12, issues. 12 issues yeah so yeah you know from that respect it's you know it's 
20 minutes. I believe. Yeah. It would probably be 20 minutes of a long movie, you know? So that I'm, I'm, I'm down. (laughs) I just hope we can get the other issues too, man. Cause I know it's due April 8th, but there's no comic shops open on April 8th here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to buy from out of state and have it shipped here. Cause I'd rather just pay Mike double and have him <laughs> come and and drop it off at my house. Well, I mean, nobody, I mean, but that's the thing. I think that was what Mike was saying. Like, with Diamond not shipping, then no one's yeah, going to have it. Yeah, anymore. that's a whole other issue. Yeah, I didn't get to that. But, but yeah, but I, I enjoyed Mercy number one, and, and I would say read Unnatural as well, because... The art is similar, but because the character designs are different, like you see some similarities. You yeah. definitely see a lot of similarities in quality, but even like the way she draws uh, female and males and the type, it, it's almost like, um, I would say like a dark Disney cartoon. You know what I mean? I can see that. And I, I like it. Like it just looks super clean, super vivid. The colors are great. And, and it's, you know, it's all pretty much done by one person for the most part, you know? So it's very, very, uh, I, I really enjoyed reading it. I would give it a five out of five. No, there you go. Cause they gave, Damn. Me, they gave me enough in the, like the horror part, like, you know, the scary stuff to suck me in at the beginning, just like a movie right before the credits, you get a little scared. Then you go into your character building, and then at the end, you get a little bit of, like, the descent into madness, and, and then then you get that, <gasps> you know? Uh, Burr says, Mercy, five out of five for the little squid thing. <laughs> and then Tiger Claw, Tiger Claw finally gets to listen because he's off of work. Uh, says, pray that Patrick Stewart hasn't tested positive. But, yeah. So, yeah, that's Mercy for you. And cool. cool. I, I also did watch Goblin Slayer, and that was, there was little squid things there, but you couldn't see them. I assume that's how the goblin penis looks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting because it would not, yeah, it, like a goblin penis having like multiple tips makes a lot of sense for some reason. How many episodes so were you long. supposed to watch of that? Oh, go ahead. How many episodes were you supposed to watch of that? Um, I was just asking for the first episode since you guys, like, I know you guys are doing other stuff with your, with your uh, quarantine time. Yeah. But I, it's a 12-episode season. Like, I've seen the whole thing. I watched it like a week or two ago. I watched two episodes. That's what I watched as well. Okay. The first episode definitely like doesn't leave something to desire. Like gives you a little complete like start, you know. But then it's like, where does it go from here, you know? Mm -hmm. So I actually felt like I needed to watch four, but I started watching something else because if I watch four, I might get burned out, you know. I did watch a subtitle too, so I might have questions because I'm a dummy. <laughs> Burr, Burr and Chat said Goblin Slayer is dot 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 
bad dot dot dot. No. I I didn't think it was bad. Like, you know, it it's definitely not the best the best anime I've ever seen, but it was, you know, I definitely want to keep watching it. Which I think that by itself, I mean, at least says something. I you know, I will uh you know, I it was interesting just because, you know, I know Jay yesterday had said, like, okay, it kind of has a little bit of a horror element to it or whatever. And, you know, so I was like, okay, you know, I, I get that this isn't going to be, like, truly horror-ish. But I was I was taken aback by, by, like, how vicious the goblins ended up being, like, you know, yeah. especially considering, like, how people were talking about them. And then, you know, it's not like you don't really think of goblins as, like, I mean, goblins are low-level enemies, right? Like, I mean, I guess it plays right into your your perception of goblins if you have, um, you know, if you have any kind of like genre fiction or video game kind of like knowledge. Yeah. And then, and then when you actually see the goblins attacking like that initial group of people, I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ! Like, goblins are out here raping. Yeah. Did, when did goblins start raping? Is that what goblins do? And the thing is, it's like, well, you, like you said, it plays into your perception of goblins. And then you have the char- other characters in the second episode talking about, oh, he only haunts goblins. Oh, what a loser. You know, like, he, how did he get that high level? But he's like the only one that sees the importance of slaying goblins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, There's yeah. actually a moment in a, a future episode where, you know, uh, you find out that the demon lord has been resurrected and that he's sending his generals out to destroy the lands. And, uh, you know, people come to Goblin Slayer and, like, they're asking him to help. And he's like, no, like, I, I deal with goblins. The goblins will destroy the villages before the demons take over the world. So I'm going to fight the goblins. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, the dude is obviously... Uh, dedicated to his cause, like he's like, I found my niche. Like this is what I do. This is this is the 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 part I play. <laughs> it actually reminds me of Fallout Four, um, in a weird way because Fallout Four, like I read an article and watched like two hundred, not two hundred hours of video, but I know the guy spent like four hundred hours of the game, like just building a badass town. Like he never got into the story. And it's like, then, wow. and then he just created like a huge town, like the ones you find in the game, like with its own economy, its own people, its own like army protecting it, like of people. Like it is crazy. And that's kind of how this is where it's like, he's just, he's just laying, taking care of the goblins. Like if it was an MMO and, you know, it's like, oh, you have somebody that'll just slay the goblins for you while you build up and go do other things. That might be nice, you know? <laughs> and then he's underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, for example, when I played uh, Fallout 4, I didn't like the building of the town aspect. You know, like, you have to start off and do it to a certain degree. And, get you know, get the ball rolling, and then other people do it for you or whatever. But I didn't even want to do that. I just wanted to go kill marauders and stuff. <laughs> but that was, like, part of the mission for advancing. And then I was like, uh, I'll just get back to this. And then I never got back. So I tell Emily, like, hey, 
I'll do all the killing, but you do all the building, you know? And this was before she started working and stuff. I'm like, here, you, mm-hmm. you do the building, I'll do... Because she likes Sims and stuff. And <laughs> I'm, like, you can, I'm sure you can do that. <laughs> you can do this. You know, just get a, you know, do the tutorial and you'll be able to, to... And then I'll handle... When I get home from work, I'll handle all the killing and hunting and all that. But it never happened. You literally made her a homemaker. No, a town, so, town maker. <laughs> back in chat, Burr's added on, uh, it's too edgelord, lol. More rapey than horror. And what, what edgelord? Edgelord, that's when you're, like, edgy. Like, you're going out of your way to be edgy. Oh. Like, like try hard. Think like a Tosh. Tosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like Kim, like he's going out of his way to be yeah. offensive and he's good at it because it's funny, but a lot right. of times when people do it, it just comes off as lame. Right. And also, too, I think Phil, I, I feel like Tosh is more aware. Yeah. And I would say to that, I could see where he's coming from, but I disagree. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean, there is an amount of rape, which sometimes happens, but I think because you're not supposed to like the goblins, it's okay for them to do despicable things, and, you know, our hero kills them, so that's, they're saying it's bad. Goblins are bad. They do bad things. There is... But I wouldn't... Even then, I wouldn't say that it's like all rape all the time. So it's like... Yeah. Where where are the gay goblins? Where are the gay goblins that drag the guys off to go rape them? Well, they're busy fucking each other. What? (laughs) Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like... Because well, gay means yeah. you fuck what's like you, right? Yeah, but they're female goblins. No, they're cross-species. They're no female goblins. Why are there no female Honestly, goblins? They're just... We don't see any female goblins in the series. Um, We do see infants, but we actually don't know... Like, this doesn't go into how they reproduce... Like why? Why would there only be men? Like that doesn't make any sense. They're not men. They're like they're goblins. Like they just fuck each other and they breed. Like, and they fuck other pe- other species. I'm, but I'm saying like just because we don't like as far as we know, Burris half so the goblins binary. we've seen could be women. Burr is so binary. He says, but they need to reproduce. Like I mean, do, they obviously reproduce. We saw they, the young ones. But how do you know that they reproduce like we do? Well, I I understand they may not reproduce like we do, and they very well may be able to reproduce with other species, which I totally am. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with any of that. What I'm saying is, you know, I I'm not I'm not saying oh they have to be like us and that's it. What I'm saying is, there's no reason for us to believe that that's not uh. the case. As well, like you know, like I'm yeah. I'm actually being more inclusive. I'm saying. There could be 
women. They could be reproducing with other species. They could be like, you know, but what I'm uh, saying is, you know, that they're, they're they're probably the same way how the I guess the what we're thinking of as the male goblins are taking dragon women off and raping them is the same way how, you know, there should be a set of goblins, whether whether they be men or women, actually, that are dragging guys off to rape them too, right? So I, I we haven't seen past the second episode. I apologize to Bert for calling him binary. He says that they um there's no female goblins. That's why they kidnap the women to reproduce. I'm pretty sure they explained this. They rape the human women and the human women give birth to more goblins. Damn. That's dark. Yes, the series is pretty dark. <laughs> That's one of the things I liked about it. Jeez, man. But there, it has its lighter moments, too, though. So it's not all dark all the time. No, no. I mean, I don't think I wouldn't say it's all dark all the time. And and keeping in mind that the the moment that Burr is talking about, I haven't seen. And, you know, I'm sure it comes later down the line or whatever. At this point, I wouldn't say that, you know, it's a dark series. I would say it definitely like I would agree with your assessment 100 percent off the two episodes I saw where it has dark moments. But, you know, there's there's lighter moments as well, like. Friggin' that that I mean the uh hmm? Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, I know there was a point where I was like, oh man, we're about to see another group of people uh get slaughtered, and it didn't happen the way I thought it would. And so I'm like, oh okay, well, there we go. <laughs> we we had a moment in the summer. I mean, the whole fifth episode is a slice of life episode. Like a lighthearted slice of life episode. So it's mm. like the series does have light moments. Yeah. 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 Burr so. Bur says, see, dark, or maybe edgelord. Yeah. Uh, he also goes on to say, then they have these really deep characters, like Cowgirl. And I will say, one of the things I really like about the series is that we're not given any names for any of the characters. Like, they're all just what they do. So you have, like, Goblin Slayer, Priestess, well, Priestess, High Elf Archer, uh, Guild Girl. Like, I, I just find that kind of interesting. But, like, yeah, we're not given names for anyone. Like, even the hero that, like, is fighting the the uh, demon lord is only referred to as hero. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, and I'm sure they must have names in-universe, but we're not given them. Yeah. Well, I will say that, you know, so far... I, I've enjoyed it and, you know, I'll keep watching it. Like, I think, like, I, yeah, because I think I, I, it's interesting because um, I will say that what I was kind of hoping was going to happen at first was that the priestess was going to become like the goblin slayer. 
um, just because, you know, I'm like, okay, she goes through this traumatic kind of experience and, you know, maybe just was like, okay, well, I'm going to friggin' slaughter every last one of these things or whatever. Um, but, you know, obviously that's not how it happened. Um, but, and Goblin Slate past is much more traumatic than hers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm already getting that off of just the the two episodes, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and so, uh, I'm interested to kind of get that full story. So, Bert, yeah, Bert, I'll, I'll definitely keep watching. Burr says, "I don't know. I just don't get how hyped it was in some circles. It felt like a lot of people were watching it and praising it to own, quote unquote, the SJW." I could totally see that. Because I do remember hearing about it. Go ahead. Oh. I. Well, one of the things that I found kind of cool is that the hero fighting the Dragon Lord is a woman. And her her party is. They're all women. Which I think is kind of cool. Um. I actually didn't hear about it during the drama or whatever where people were praising it. I uh, I was actually introduced to the series from a Watch Mojo list of dark anime. And uh, it was one of the ones on there that I hadn't seen. So I decided to watch it just because it was dark. And uh, so, yeah, I don't. I'm not, I don't know about all the praise it had. Um, I just know I enjoyed it. Uh, I I like the characters. I like even like some of the things like in the first episode with that party, like how they showcased their inexperience. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, in particular, the swordsman who yeah. he gets caught up because his sword is too long. And he yeah. goes for an overhead strike while they're in a cave. Right. And it just leaves him wide open. And it's like, that to me is just, like, it's kind of horrifying. Like, that was one of the moments to me where I'm like, wow, that is, that's fucked up. Like, and it's like, and when you add to it, like, how cocky they were. Like, these yeah. are just low-level things. Like, I chased one out of my village when I was a kid. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to have it. And, like, they just get decimated. Yeah. Like, that was what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. Like, that darkness. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, too, just, like, you know, it. It it's weird because it's, like, you would think people would like know these things, but it, it almost kind of mirrors like the real world in a way where, you know, there are things and stories that, you know, go around and, you know, that are kind of somewhat common knowledge, but, you know, everybody thinks, well, I'm not, it's not going to be me though. <laughs> you know, like I'm not the one that that's like those people that that happens to. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's wild. Cause it's like just the idea that they're like, okay, every so often, this happens where people like you know a, a an inexperienced party goes against these go- goes against goblins and they get decimated and you know a couple of them die and a couple of or one or two of them get get 
raped and get sent to the convent because they're traumatized or whatever. And I'm just like, man, like, why wouldn't people be like, well, then maybe we should make sure we have experienced people with us when we go against these goblins. But, you know, that's like, that's one of those things, right? People are like, no, yeah, that's them, though. They're beneath me. Like, all the higher level people are like, goblins are beneath me. Like, they're the lowest class. Mm-hmm. Even though technically we are showing a lower class than goblins. Um, yeah. You know, they have sewer rats. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, like, that whole, the environment, I, I really enjoy. And Burn Chat says they were more concerned with how offended everyone else would be than whether the show itself was any good. Uh, he goes on to say, oh, yeah, I agree with that bit about the inexperienced party was good. It did a good job with the mechanics. And, uh, yeah, like, those are the things I latched on to. And I was, personally, I wasn't thinking about how anybody else would react to it. I'm just, it's just something I'm enjoying. And it's honestly in line with a few other anime that I'm enjoying. Like the fantasy type anime. Um, yeah, like, it's in line with that. And because I like, like what elevates it for me is the characters like the dark situation plus the really good interesting characters is what makes this a good anime to me yeah 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 so mo what would you rate it man i would give it up a three and a half that's fair that's fair i I think uh I give it a four. I like that. Jay? Yeah. Um, I would give it like a four, four and a half. Um, I actually do kind of wish it were a little more gory. Um, but then that's just a me thing. I kind of wish everything were a little more gory. But yeah, like overall, I really like it. Um, as soon as this damn coronavirus is over and I can get back to work, I'm going to get the manga, which goes further than the series. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like I really enjoyed this a lot. Cool. Now I gotta so what's about... next on our oh, pet cemetery? Okay. Yeah. Now we'll say I tried to rewatch it. Uh-huh. Um, so I would, you know, I, I watched it when I was out in theaters. Uh, my plan was to rewatch it today, but I woke up super late, and so I could only like skim it. Okay. Now, did you, in your skimming of the second time, did you like it similar, less, more? What was your experience, in, your experience skimming it instead of watching it second time? Um, honestly, if you're just skimming, it's kind of like 
whatever. Like, I remember enjoying it when I watched it. Uh, skimming it. Um, well, okay, I say this all the time, but I'm always happy when I see John Lithgow working. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about him, but I just... Just knowing that he's around and he's still working and, like, doing stuff, it just makes me feel good. I agree. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. I know. And, that... uh, go ahead. No, go, uh, it's, it's not going to be funny anyway. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I like how it was appropriately dark. Um, like a lot of the colors are just like blacks and grays and I didn't get to the ending, but I remember the ending and I really liked the ending. But, uh, overall, like I'll probably end up watching it again, uh, fully, but just not anytime soon. Cause there's a bunch of stuff on my plate. Oh, but I did, I like, I kind of wish they had showed the girl getting hit by the truck instead of just the aftermath. But I understand that would be hard to make it look good. Yeah. But just thinking about her getting smashed is kind of about a tanker trailer. Like, just imagining her getting hit by that is pretty cool. My uh, my experience watching this movie, Larry, did you get to watch it at all? No, man. Okay. So you have you I don't seen mess the, with Pet Cemetery. You seen the first one though, or no? No. Oh, okay. So the first one, you know, this is a remake. So, and I, I'm a fan of the remake. The the remake is the the I'm not sure, I'm a fan of the original rather, but the original, you know, it had it, its little flaws. It's an older movie; doesn't quite hold up. And they make a remake with better effects, but a lot of the, like the first forty minutes of the film is actually, like, feels like a good movie. Like it's about uh, the duality of dealing with grief. Like you know, you go to faith or to science for some kind of comfort. You know, you do all clinical or or faith, and you know these two ideologies are trying to raise this kid to understand death that way and or some way <laughs> they don't want to kind of deal with it because they they both disagree you know and then that kid dies and then it's turned into a zombie essentially um but they did take some changes from the original and some of them like that that whole f the whole ideology and trying to teach a kid about death was really um was really good in this and then about you know about 40 minutes into the movie then it just turns into just a regular like modern horror movie that isn't all that that great the ambiance in it was like cool at first but then when they start going through the swamp and everything it just looks like it, it just looks like a green screen of like a halloween maze at like universal studios that's not done that well you know <laughs> So it's like, oh, okay. Like, I know you're trying to, like, use special effects to make it new and modern, but honestly, if you would have gotten more practical, 
like it would have looked a lot better. And that would have added to the eeriness of going through the woods and going through the, you know, to the burial ground. And, you know, they explain it that they, they, they explain it a little differently than the original movie, but not too differently. So it kind of goes the same way. And then at the end, they all just become zombies, <laughs> like a family of zombies. So, it, it you know, Larry, you would hate the first one because one of the first people they bring back is a little the little boy the little baby boy two-year-old white boy mm. gets hit by the oh. by the truck and he gets buried now it's a, a like a nine-year-old white girl and it, it's not doesn't come off as creepy she just comes off as malevolent um the little boy for me was scarier and creepier because you know it's a terrible twos man like that little boy is <laughs> like you know i'm scared of two-year-olds period like they can they could just grab a knife and laugh at you like just for being scared of them holding a knife like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i literally saw a little boy like try to stick his hi- finger in the socket at the barbershop not my barbershop but where i worked at before <laughs> and then he was two years old and then the dad's like stop it stop it and then, you know every five minutes stop it stop it he's not moving them not doing nothing he's just stop it stop it and then he goes all right you know what put your fucking finger in it you're gonna get shocked and he goes what do you think i'm a fucking idiot you know and uh that's what the kid did that's the, that's the look he gave his dad when the dad oh. up, put you, but that literally, like, I could have literally heard that. What do you think? You know, in Spanish, of course, but he's like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking idiot. Like, he just looked at him like that, and then, then he didn't put the finger back in, you know? He was just torturing the dad by scaring him. So it's like, two-year-olds are fucked up, and now nine-year-olds aren't, and malevolent nine-year-olds are a little more fucked up when they're malevolent and resurrected, but it didn't play as well for me as the original where it was a two-year-old boy you know the cat was good though i like the cat better in this than the other one because it, it was almost weird like the cat you know you always say that the cat is the leader of your home he just lets you live there <laughs> yeah and this cat when he became malevolent was like yeah i'm gonna do what i want and then at the end <laughs> when the whole family's all all um zombies <laughs> like the cat's the one that comes out first out of the mist <laughs> yeah like leading them to the to the little boy they locked in the car for safety now how does everyone in one family become zombies like because doesn't doesn't if if i'm remembering you gotta bury the person in the cemetery for them to come back right yeah so the zombies bury the, the other people oh well so yeah. yeah, pretty much yeah. How it happens is, and I, I'm I'm free. I feel fine saying this because it's like an old movie, so spoilers. Uh, the daughter dies, and the father buries the girl who comes back and kills the mother, who the father buries to bring her back, and then they kill him and bury him to bring him back. Then they go after the boy. Yeah. Which I like how they just end it. Like they don't say whether or not the boy unlocks the door or not. Yeah. But I mean, realistically, they're smart enough to break down the window and get him. So yeah. doesn't look good for him. And then it like Yeah, there's that. But then it's like, where does it go from here? Is just a just a happy family of zombies? Like or are they gonna like because they killed, you know, John Lithgow, but they didn't bury him. So they're just going to live a, a happy zombie family? Like, 
I'm pretty sure they're going to start killing people in the town, trying to do it discreetly at first until there's enough of them where they can just get the town completely. And then they'll have zombie town, and they'll kill uh, people that, like, uh, you know, people that are driving through, and they always, like, break down in the town, like in other horror movies. But they're going to be the monsters and not the stars. So you'll have a movie where, like, or not a movie, like, but in their life. Like, everyone that breaks down, they'll torment them until they kill them and turn them into zombies. And then, you know, sequel after sequel. Until eventually they just, yeah, get after the whole world. Yeah. Just slowly enough that he don't alert the military. And then the people from the mist will come and fight them. Oh, that would be awesome. Zombies versus mist bugs. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I did like, one of Dude, my... That- idea. I'm going to write King and see if he could get on that. Well, that's not how the book went. So, I don't I don't know if he would do it that way. Well, I mean, he's, well, you're right. He's actually kind of protective of his shit. Kind of. Kind of. Like, you know, he, he there's movies that he doesn't like that they were made, which are very few, and then everything else, they that they make and they change he's like okay with for the most part but this one i'm not sure he hated what... i'm sorry he hated the shining oh yeah he hated the shining a lot and then he he was praising dr sleep but dr sleep is a sequel to the shining in the books but it makes it a sequel to the movie in the movie and it follows the ending of the movie, not the ending of the book. And he's like, somehow he's okay with this. Like, it's weird. I actually like that. But the guy playing Jack was weird to me. I, I, haven't, like, I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, there's a guy that plays, you know, the wife character from The Shining. And there's a guy that plays Jack Nicholson from The Shining. And he is... He's really good, but it's so good that it's uncanny. So it like throws me off because he actually is getting like all the inflections and they got his look to look kind of like Jack, but it's just off enough that it's like, uh. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I got, that's next on my list. Um, one thing I did like about the Pet Cemetery remake was the, the original had the Ramon song that played over the credits, the song called Pet Cemetery, and the, they did a remake of the song at the end of the remake of the movie, and the arrangement for that song was pretty good of the remake, and so Starcrawler doing Pet Cemetery was, was a highlight of this movie for me. I wanted to make sure to say that because they do this weird thing where the the intro to Pet Cemetery has some guitar apregios in it as well as the little power chords that that Ramones are known for, but the apregio that they do in the remake is like 
they basically instead of doing the one the Ramones did, they do Blue Oyster Cults Don't Fear the Reaper, which is kind of and it, it kind of meshes together really well with that song. So, if I was still in my band that used to cover that song a lot, we would probably do the Starcrawler version. Now, but we're not. So don't expect it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would give uh, Pet Cemetery a three. Yeah, three. Yeah, you know what? Three and a half for this for the song. Okay. How about you, Joe? What would you do? Uh, based on my memory, it's hard to say. Like, I do remember really enjoying it, but I don't remember how much. Like I, I know I enjoyed it. Like I wasn't bored. Um I'll give it a three just in case. Okay. Uh Larry, what would you give it based on what we told you? Because you're a weenie. I give it a one. <laughs> Cause I don't know if cats should be leading people out of the mist. Out of the mist. Sounds <laughs> sounds sounds like communism to me. <laughs> um, Larry, uh, what I do want you to watch, I actually wanted before Joe blurted out uh, upgrade yesterday when we we're planning on what we we're going to do today. Mm-hmm. I want you to watch Midsummer. Now, you're probably not going to get to review it next week because you're doing all of Parasite. So, <laughs> what What is Midsummer? It's a movie. It's basically this, this bunch of friends go to this village for this uh, annual ritual and just weirdness and darkness ensues. And oh, jeez. Man... Listen, and you, you had you, look. I was out at ritual, <laughs> and they're all white people. Well, listen, you don't have to tell me that. You said ritual. <laughs> listen, other other people like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're not ritual s things that happen in in minority cultures because there are, mass? but they don't call them rituals. Yeah. The uh-huh. one thing offhand, though, is I really, really love this guy's sense of humor. Like, it is just the most twisted, like, one of the most twisted senses of humor I've, I've encountered in a while. Like, laugh out loud, twisted. Joe, you should, nah. you should like, watch. Have you see seen- what him and Jordan Peele could do together. <laughs> like that would be like the funniest, most horrifying thing ever if they could get together and like do some shit. But yeah, like the guy that did Midsummer is also the guy that did Hereditary, yeah, which was also really funny. I also want Larry to watch that. I'm not. Yeah, well, <laughs> the thing about Hereditary is like the goriest part they don't show you. Like the goriest part happens off screen, 
and you just see the ants later. I like ants, but not in that way. Or um, just all the ghosts and the neck snapping. Oh, Jesus so, Christ. Yeah. I doubt you would enjoy it as much as you enjoyed Upgrade. <laughs> um, I think for next Horror Wednesday, we're just going to like narrate <laughs> movies to Larry and just get his reaction, just imagining it. <laughs> like, we'll watch the movies and then tell you everything that happens, all the gory, scary parts and the build-up, and you just react to it. <laughs> That's for the Patreon. Uh, there it is. Um, but yeah, uh, do you want to do any news or anything, or you want to save it for tonight? Um, yeah, no, we can we can save it for tonight. That makes sense since yeah. we're gonna do the show tonight. So yeah, let's save it, and so yeah, just, just get out of here. Yeah. yeah, no news tonight. No news to that right now. We'll do news tonight because there's been Snyder cut news. Yeah, save- we definitely need to wait for Oz for that. Save it for tonight. Save it for the show, Joe. Save it for the show. Jeez, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and play the final thought music. Or do you want to save that for tonight, too? No, no, definitely. We can can do AM final thoughts and PM final thoughts. (laughs) Cool. It's playing. Oh, is it is it is it me? Are you waiting on yeah, me? Final thoughts, Larry. I'm waiting for your final oh, thoughts. My final thoughts. Uh, well, uh, I'm hoping to get my hands on what's going to be, I guess, my last set of X-Men comic books or new X-Men comic books for uh, the foreseeable future. At the very least, I guess the next few weeks, and that saddens me because X-Men is so good right now, but. You know, for the good of the country, comics will stop. Joe, what's your final thought? Um, I was just watch- rewatching Project Echo today. Um, it's an old anime from like 1986. Really funny about a girl with like superpowers fighting a really intelligent girl over the friendship of another girl. It's classic and hilarious. It is. Um, and it's it's anime. Like, it's 86 anime, so you might be uncomfortable watching it. Like, if you're, like, you're, like, one of today's people, you might be uncomfortable watching it. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, as for the rest of us, <laughs> tune in later, 6.30 Pacific Daylight Savings Time, right here on allgames.com. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Sorry.